Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Swing Away Podcast. Jenna Rose here, joined by Total Sports Donnie Dreyer and College Bound Jocks Brian Chittister. You know, it's a little bittersweet because it's so exciting. We have our final four now, but everything's winding down. Yeah. You know, it's fun yeah. doing this podcast and seeing these two beautiful faces <laughs> in the studio. I don't know about that part. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Let me fix your glasses here. Eh? <laughs> no, it's it's yeah, it's been a blast. We we enjoy this. Um, We've enjoyed it great. I, you know, the first year that we've done the podcast, and it's been a blast. And uh, I love the feedback that we get from people out there that listen to it, the good and the bad. Right, right. <laughs> well, we're going to focus on the good. And <laughs> along with that, we're going to talk about the final four later in the show. But before we get to that, State Champs Michigan's Swing Away podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of two dozen varsity-level sports, including softball at Lawrence Tech. Simply log on to ltuathletics.com and click the Recruit Yourself link. Swing Away is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA needs officials. Go to MHSAA.com. Great part-time pay. Stay connected to the game and support the kids. Help wanted, just whistle. Go to MHSAA.com slash officials. And the pros at the Detroit Medical Center's Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine. Check out our Game Changer segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. Find them on our State Champs YouTube page or on our website site statechampsnetwork.com or on the state champs michigan social media channels and for immediate access to care go to dmc.org slash game changers and the detroit athletic club foundation's male and female high school athlete of the year awards the winners have been announced go check it out on youtube at state champs to watch the full show all right Back to the Swing Away podcast, the final four. Love the video that you and Lauren put out the other day. Actually, yesterday, that was live on YouTube where you were in front of the kids talking about the game. Yeah, we were out at Total Sports, and it was so cool to have that backdrop, especially the young kids, uh, the eight to 12-year-olds that were were back there that that were participating in a camp. And Laura and I said, we got to do this more. It's just fun having that, that energy out there. So, um, no, that was that, we had a lot of fun with that. It was great. And it was a great day. Yeah, and it's cool because they get to hear about what they could potentially do as they move forward in their softball careers, right? Because you got some different age ranges there. Yeah, and then we had uh, some of the, the Michigan, current Michigan players that were working the camp. So we asked them to step in and, and give some advice to the kids now that they've made that transition from high school to, you know, student-athlete. At the at the college level, and you know what advice they would give to kids that are following their path. So no, it, all around it was it was a great day, and we had a blast doing it. Yeah, you guys definitely looked like you were having fun. <laughs> but you know, you made an awesome announcement for the final four. So on that list, we have Ava Bradshaw from South Lyon, Callie Hevelin from Three Rivers, from Owasso, Macy Ireland, and Maggie Murphy from Farmington Hills Mercy. But again, we've been talking about them throughout the series of this podcast. So give us an explanation of why they're on the final four and what you're anticipating to see from the few who are continuing here in the semifinals yeah we have three of the four that are actually still in the playoffs that still uh, can you know continue to build their resume uh, but we'll start with Maggie Murphy you know she was the the vote getter over 30,000 votes uh, when it was all said and done uh, as we mentioned though I mean Maggie's numbers 
are you know the you know hitting roughly 475 with 16 home runs are, are worthy numbers to be on this list. But also when you, when you take into consideration the big game performance, which is what we look at, and we talked about the big home run against Bennett to win the Novi game, yeah. and then that led him on to districts, and then a huge home run in a one run game at the time, a two run bomb she hit against Walt Lake Northern, and that propelled him to uh, another win and she was instrumental in the in the quarters. Yeah, I was at that game with uh with them against uh, Dakota and she was just a force. I mean, just hitting the ball off the wall. I mean, just uh yeah, she she did it on both sides of the ball too, not just uh offensive but also defensively. Yeah. And why we're talking about Maggie Murphy because I do want to chat about some of the ones that are not the final four. Uh, you know, a big shout out to Grace Nito. You know, we always talk about who should be on the list, who shouldn't. I, you know, I think Grace Nito's got a legitimate argument to say, why am I not in the top 10? She's the table setter. Yeah. You know, she's hitting about 575. She's stolen over 30 bases. She is, you know, she gets on base and she gets around the bases. Very aggressive, very aggressive yeah. at the plate and on the bases. She's a big reason why that team is successful, along with Maggie and, and some other kids that are having great years there. But um, Grace Nito, and um, I, I, I have no doubt out that she's going to be in our when we start out next year being one of our kids in the top 10 based on what she's done right this, this year, year. yeah so uh, a shout out to her but yeah maggie not only the votes but she definitely her numbers and her performance and her team success are reasons that um you know the other thing about maggie she's just got a presence she has a game presence that girl's on the field it's like you just know she's Running the large and in charge, you know. It's like, I mean, I just your your eyes just go to her. I mean, she's she is a, a big player, but she's just um, a very high energy, and uh, I think you just uh, you, people just gravitate to watching her play. I worked with her when she was ten years old. I couldn't get a word out of her. <laughs> I could not get a word out of her, and Mom kept telling me because she has two older sisters that yeah. played collegiately, and Mom kept telling me Maggie's going to be the best, and I'm like. I, I don't see it. You know? <laughs> I, seriously, I mean, we go a whole half hour. I couldn't get a word out of her. Yeah, and now she's like a team leader. You see it, that presence that you're talking about. Um, moms know their kids. We, we, I guess we need to get mom on the show here. She <laughs> obviously knows how to evaluate talent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, hats off to Maggie. She's uh, a deserving senior, and um, and she's still like we say. She's going to be building a resume uh, later today. And you said there were a couple on the watch list you wanted to talk about as well. Well, as we compare them, so let's let's uh, talk uh, about another senior, Callie Havilland. And um, you know, this is the things that we always debate about, and we go back and forth about not only the numbers that they're producing, but who are they producing them against? And so, you know, Callie, who's at the Division Two level, she's not you know consistently seeing the pitching that some of the kids are at D1 but when we were looking at Callie and I think Brian ultimately we said I, I don't care what level you're at since they've been keeping records nobody has hit 29 home runs right, D1 right. two three or four yep, and, and and the run scored she is she's number one and number two she tied her own record for 88 runs scored again at any level yep. any season nobody has got 88 if you've, ever, if you've ever played the game, you'd know that just, you know, missing the ball, miss hitting the ball by just a half an inch is going to result in like a pop-up instead of the home run. I mean, that girl has squared up so many balls, and it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't matter the pitching level. It's That's a talent, and uh, it's, yeah. it, should, it needs to be rewarded and recognized. So looking at um, 
our decision of Cali. I mean, one of you'd look at Kendra Vanderluck, but you could make an argument that you know she was D two, saw a lot of the same competition, and you know twenty twenty six home runs or twenty seven twenty seven twenty seven yeah. home runs record, yeah. and hit uh, you know somewhere around five forty five fifty. But compared to Kelly, Kelly had the better numbers. Um, you know, the we had Lauren Saborski that was in the, the top ten. And Lauren at D one, great, uh, great season. Twenty two home runs, hit around five seventy five eighty. At one time, she was over six hundred. Uh, so you know, part of us we've got to take a look at. All right, Saborski's seen tougher pitching than than Hevelin. but we we t- we take that into consideration. Um, certainly, if South Lion East gets to the semis, get to the quarters, and Lauren has a couple big home runs. That that could have been the, that could have been the difference. Mm-hmm. But it's you know this is what's cool about this contest is everybody gets to have you know uh, an argument in there, and um, and that's good. I, I, Brian and I were talking. Uh, uh, before the show was like, you know, I remember when we had um, B- Megan Bobby, and it was kind of boring. Everybody knew Bobby was going <laughs> to win this. Going to win, yeah. <laughs> in this one, we've got two kids in our final four that were not in the top ten for most of the year. Right. That's that's how good the and, talent is. That's the the depth of the talent. And uh, we had mentioned this in the beginning of the year too. We had a couple of people, um, you know, really commenting on how did you miss this kid? How did you miss that kid? And they're not in the top ten. They need to be. And we said then, it's like, listen, it doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you finish. And <laughs> and that's where these kids have just been laying in the weeds, doing their thing, and then boom, in the playoffs, they've just come out shining. And you know, that's where they finished. Yeah, it's. Um yeah, so it's it's been fun, but when we look, that's how we you know we we picked Callie as being one of the uh, the top four. And now again, she can't build a resume anymore. Her, her team is done, um, but we're going to compare the kids that are still in there, see what they do, and then see how that that stacks up with uh, right. uh, with uh, Callie's numbers. And uh, you know, so many other kids, and I'm just looking through here through the years or through the season, I should say. Uh, Alyssa Holo, who's also on South Lion East, with the, the home run she hit in, in average. Uh, Mandy Essman at Gold Lake, uh, another kid that was putting up big numbers. But when it came down to the finals, they just didn't quite make it, at least in the eyes of our of our committee. Uh, so let's talk about the third and fourth one, because these are two kids that uh, were not on our list for the for the longest time. And one is Ava Bradshaw, the freshman. Yep. And uh, th- this is one of the reasons that we have, we want to have the best player in the year and not the best senior. And, um, you know, Ava was always on our watch list, um, but she was kind of buried down there. She was starting out good, but not great. Uh, but, you know, in the end, she's just turned it on. We talked about, you know, since pre-districts, <clears throat> she's been pretty much unhittable since pre-districts. And if you go back and look, and this is what carried a lot of weight, uh, certainly with me, was the level of competition. I mean, she has faced so many top 10 teams and competed against them and competed very successfully. Which is probably what's helped her in the postseason because, you know, having that really tough schedule all through the season, she's been learning, learning. I mean, I've been just a huge fan of this kid since the day I met her a year ago, and uh, she just, she's got champion 
uh, written all over. Her work ethic is amazing, and uh, and just her approach at everything she does. I mean, every single pitch she's thinking. You know, I'm going to be better on the next one. I'm going to be better, and uh, she's. Uh, I I know why that kid's in the top four right now. Yeah, there's there's two theories here, right? <clears throat> Some coaches say, well, I'm not going to show my picture, you know, because we're going to see them in districts, or we're going to see them in regional, so I don't want them to see my picture. Mm-hmm. Um, South Lion chose to say, no, we're going to have our pitcher throw to these hitters, and she's going to learn to adjust, not yeah. the hitters. Yeah. And right now, she's winning that adjustment because she's facing teams that she has seen in the past, and she's shutting them down. And I agree, I agree with what you're saying is that you learn how to pitch by facing tough competition. The same thing on the hitting side. The more you see a tough pitcher, the better you're going to you know make adjustments and mm-hmm. and then be successful. Right. So Ava Ava's just um, it, there's a lot of kids on our list that have Ava's numbers. Rachel Everett, um, great numbers. Um, Kendall Klocock, great numbers. You know, Avery Wolverton, you know, she started off not on the list, and then she exploded on the list to the point where I definitely felt like she was the front runner. Yep. yep. And then, um, you know, partially through no fault of her own, they lost a, a 2 nothing game, but they lost in districts, right? And I think it was two unearned runs. Unearned runs, two exactly. Unearned it runs. was not her fault. <clears throat> but when we look at Ava versus Wolverton, because they both hit. I think Avery hits fourth in the lineup. Uh, Ava hits third. They both produce offensively, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that winning uh, pre-districts, winning districts, winning regionals, winning quarters, that that is Adds something up. that took Bradshaw over something like uh, like an Avery Wolverton. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people out there that think Avery should be in the Final Four, and you, you can't argue it based on the numbers she had. We just, when we added it all up, those big game performances and level of competition, that's what I think got Ava into the, the in top the Final Four. Final Four, yep. Yep. Um, and then our last one, again, it's someone else that has been totally under the radar, um, is Macy Ireland. <clears throat> and Macy's been putting up great numbers at Owasso. And um, it's kind of interesting. We're sitting here watching the game right now as we're doing the right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So if we sound distracted, it's just because a you know, good player or something happened. But Macy, um, you know, I don't have the numbers, but I think she was 406 strikeouts through districts. I know she had a good regional, and then quarters she struck out 16 in eight innings. So, Brian, she's got to be between 450 and 470 strikeouts. Yeah, that's it's remarkable. Yeah, and and again, there's a, here's a kid that when you look at pitching, and you compare it to the kids that I just mentioned, because uh, Everett seen tougher tougher hitters than Macy Ireland did, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's something that's debatable. That's something that people are always going to talk about. Uh, but we just we thought with the success, and, and, and Macy also hits third in her lineup, and she's hitting 550. So she's doing it both ways. And, um, you know, again, taking her team for the first time ever to win regionals and now quarters, and here they are in the semis, and she's, um, she's a huge region, reason. But here's one thing that's really cool about this contest, because there is a team component. And Macy, prop, if Macy doesn't win quarters, as we were chatting back and forth, if Owasso doesn't win quarters, she might not be in. That's how close this was. Her teammate hits a two-run homer with two outs in the seventh. 
Macy shuts them down, and then they get another key hit in the eighth, and they win. And one of the reasons we have the team component is team success. Right. There's something to be said about being on a team that wins. And, you know, Macy has uh, her teammates to thank that they they had contributed to her being in the Final Four. And that's, that's, that's cool right. stuff. They got some run production yeah, for it, and helped her out. Yeah, it's not a huge piece, but it's yep. part of why we made uh, the team success part of that um, that component. Equation, yep. Yeah. So uh, there you have it, our, our final four. And, um, I, you know, I, I just don't know who's going who's to win. No, it's going to be a great finals. You know, we'll see these yeah. semifinals today and yeah. we'll get those championship games and make yeah. some decisions. Yeah, the thing that I do want to say, and I want to make sure that people don't forget this, and I and I think beca- because the hate mail has died down significantly. <laughs> <laughs> the first year we did this, I mean, the hate mail was like... I mean, but I think people are starting to understand that the real winner here is high school softball players getting some exposure, getting some recognition. Whether we get it right or not, I you know, I'd say we got it right because of, you know, what we're what we're doing here. And and I mentioned it on the show and I'll mention it now. You know, when we had the pandemic, we couldn't do this last year. And everyone talked about the kids need this and the kids need that. They need the college coaches back out. They need to be able to play. You know, parents need to come to games. And uh, when we were talking about this show, I know through Total Sports, um, you know, we had to, we took a significant hit, right? It probably a $2 million hit, and we're trying to trim our belts and everything. And so, you know, the initial thing was, you know, we need to not spend money. Um, but I think Total Sports and my boss said, you know, we know this is important. And uh, they made it happen. And then I look at, at state champs and working with, um, with Lauren and state champs, they made concessions to make this thing happen. I think the worst thing would have been for us not to do it. Just say, hey, it's still a tough year. Maybe we'll come back and visit it. And then um, very instrumentally is, is Brian Chittister with College Bound Jocks because when I was trying to negotiate, hey, how can we do this from a financial standpoint and still make it happen? Brian said, I'd be happy to step in and contribute. So, um, Brian, hats off to you, hats off to the state champs, and hats off to Total Sports of all coming together, all making concessions. And um, um, and, and again, I told you i get distracted. Brian was telling me, this shortstop for Gaylord looks really good. <laughs> she just made a heck of a play. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, give me that girl's number. <laughs> Jen, Jenna, you got the notes. What was her, what was her name? <laughs> yeah, her name was Jaden. I can't remember her last name now, though. Jaden. Yep, Jada Jones, or was that? Yeah, oh my gosh, what a memory. Well, I got, yeah, my memory, I got a great memory. Yeah, Jada really Jones, short. number 20, shortstop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She All just right. she just made a great play, so you, you can tell we, we love doing what we're, yeah. um, what we're doing. And so now, um, yeah, it, what, a, what a great day. So just looking at the Division One and Two, Brian, who's going to win Division One? You got South Lion, Granville, you got Mercy, Allen Park. Get out your crystal ball. Who's going to win? I got to go with my girl Bradshaw, man. You kidding me? <laughs> Love that kid. Oh, uh, South Lion, there you go. South you just Lion. got jinxed. <laughs> no, no way. No way. Yeah. I don't believe in it. <laughs> yeah, I, it, you know, just like our Final Four, I can't pick this Final Four. I, I got to, you know, you always say go with the hot hand. And on the mound right now, Ava Bradshaw with the four teams that are left, she's she stands out yeah but you know this high school softball is it's one game knockout one you have one bad day one bad pitch um, or someone else just has a great day 
and um, the, you're I, done. I, I'll tell you, like I, I did watch that game with Dakota and Mercy, <clears throat> and we were talking off air, and it was just like Mercy just hits the ball top to bottom. That lineup was just driving the ball. Um, unfortunately, I have not seen Allen Park play anybody good yet. I have caught a couple of their games, but uh, it was usually no match, you know. So uh, it'll be an interesting well, game with Mercy yeah. and Allen Park to see how that goes. Um, you know, both of them, the, the pitching is not some of the best in the state, but they all have, I mean, Allen Park's loaded top to bottom with their defensive players. Uh, very, very talented team. And, uh, you know, we'll see who uh, who can out-hit who at this point. Yeah, I, you know, early on, Allen Park, especially at the event that we had out there, I've seen them against really good competition. And, and they stack up with anybody. Maybe they they have good pitch and they don't have the, the superstar pitch and they don't have a Bennett or Klocock or, or Bradshaw. But that is a solid team. Mm-hmm. So um, really interested to see. In, in some ways, Mercy and Allen Park are, are very much alike. they got great athletes you know, on both sides. And, uh, pitching is just young. I mean, I yeah, would say well, that's the thing about pitching for both teams. It's young pitching. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I think those te- two teams match up really well. And so exciting to see that. Uh, you know, we just haven't seen Granville, but... You know the the coaches poll always had them in the top ten. I think they 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 finished at ten. They've obviously made it to the semis, so it'll be good to see them today and yeah. how they how they stack up against uh, against Bradshaw. And then on the on the D two side, which you know we have a lot of kids that were in our top ten or our watch list right now. You got Owasso and Gaylord. Um, Gaylord got by Escanaba, and then on the other side, Chelsea looked really dominant in. Um, in their regionals and quarters, so they're going up against uh, Marysville, which again I don't know a whole lot about. Um, you, you're doing the games, right, Jenna? I... Yeah, I'll be doing the finals. So very cool, <laughs> very cool. We'll be we'll be listening to you. But anyhow, you, so you got some great uh, semis and then in finals. So it's an exciting time, and then we'll, we're going to wind down and announce our. Winner and final winner, and yep. hand off the trophy, and another season will be in the books. <laughs> yes, total softball player of the year right around the corner, uh, and all these good games. You guys can catch them all on MHSAA TV if you're not able to make it in person down in Michigan State. But, gentlemen, looking forward to it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Thanks again. Have a good week.